Café Sofé is an unscripted interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. Café Sofé is filmed under COVID-19 restrictions, but I'm only including in this because I'm judging everyone's home deck. Everything recorded in this episode is done so for comedic purposes. It is not meant to offend or upset anyone. Except for Steve. You know what you did. Hello, welcome to Cafe Sophie. I'm going to be your server today, Sophie Sophie's. What can I get for you? Oh, hi. I'm a little bit of a pregnant cow and I'm ready to decaf. Um, so, could I just have um, a box of Smarties, please? A box of Smarties, wonderful. And are, any, are there any colours of Smarties you want me to take out of the box? Um, probably all of them. I'm really just kind of feeling kind of very natural, very cardboard, very kind of organic, um, whole new me. Um, since I can't get out of the house, I don't think that we should be eating things that are out of the box. We should be eating the box itself. Get that so much, you know? Yeah, like, it's really hard getting down that quarantine weight. I mean, like, I've just been chewing napkins for the past 25, 30 minutes. Oh, do you know what? That's so good and so healthy for everyone involved. I Can think, throw a couple uh, napkins in there for you, too? Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna, but... <laughs> Come on, it's a Saturday! No. Spoil yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you. No worries. And can I just get your name for the, well, usually I say cup, but I guess box. Yeah, um, if you just write um, Lucy Rain across the side of it, please. Okay, so Lucy Ram, got it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Great. Uh, so we're gonna, it's gonna take a while for us to, you know, remove the corporate branding from the Smarties box. Um. In the meantime, do you want to play a little game I play with some interesting characters that come into the cafe? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So this game is called Expresso Yourself. So, oh. Yeah, so I'm just going to ask you to, you know, express yourself in a fun, creative format by me asking you personal questions that I really shouldn't. Oh, I see, because there's nothing quirky about what we've been doing so far. No, this is an entirely normal interaction. Yeah, it's the most normal one I've had in weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So, just get started off. Um, Whereabouts are you from? Uh, I grew up in Glasgow. I was born in Edinburgh, but I moved quick enough that I never got the accent, I think. Mm, I say that sounding affected as hell. (laughs) I could see you holding back your silver spoon as you were saying that. I I mean, I travel everywhere with one. Save the planet. (laughs) Very good for emphasising sentences, I find. Uh, yeah, and like, you know, spontaneous rhythmic moments. Mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that people in like crowded places really love it when you just play the drums just at any given moment. I to songs fully, that are only in your head. Mm-hmm. I fully get that. It's why I tend to, you know, yodel just wherever I go, you know? Oh, yeah, bringing that back. Yeah, but not the full yodel, you know, just starting bits to throw people off. Is yodel not like the bacteria yogurt? That's Yakult, never mind. I think you're thinking of the Mandalorian, and that's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, that's what you are right now, I would assume. But then again, I don't know, maybe you've been yodeling for years. Who knows? 
the baby yodlers in our scene need a good a good lesson. <laughs> a good representation. <laughs> More representation for baby yodels. Baby yodeler lives matter. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> and we're two minutes in. <laughs> anyway, so what is it you do? Not a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't cook. I don't clean. Um, how is, I, how um, is your drag... pussy? Would you say it is um, moist or dry? <laughs> um, I only drink wet ass juicy, but um, everything else is pretty dry. From the pussy to the eyes in the house every time I... <laughs> attempt something emotional or try to sing mm. um, but yeah I, I'm, I'm a drag performer from uh, from Glasgow <laughs> there we go it's both I questions. mean you're you said where you're from sure. yeah well I, I don't know I'm so, I'm, so, performer. I'm so used to saying that I'm like hi my name is Lacey Reid I'm a 20, 20, 28 year old drag queen from Glasgow I can't mm. remember my age my fat mate <laughs> gaslit me into thinking he was uh, younger than me that's okay. I can't even remember your name, Lucy. It's fine. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, what I'll kind of drag do you do? You do? Um, I think it's probably. I don't know. I think people think I'm. Um, people always describe me as being like very niche and conceptual, but I think everything I do is like perfectly ordinary. It makes a lot of sense. But um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, kind of. I guess a fantasy, um, kind of cosplay-inspired, kind of, um, I do some burlesque and yeah, cabaret, cosplay cabaret. That'll, that's cosplay cabaret, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you the... been doing that? Cabaret burlesque. Cabaret burlesque cosplay. Well, I've been doing drag for seven years, I think. Um, burlesque for like three, um, cosplay for, uh, whenever I got my sewing machine, maybe like five years ago. Um, so yeah. you've been doing uh, drag yeah. longer than there's been confederacy in the United States of America. That's impressive. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically I've actually been doing it since I was like age eight, but you know, um, you can't put that down on a CV uh, because of child labor laws, but, um, yeah, officially Lacey that's Rain's okay. When you were young, you were just paid in drink tickets, so it doesn't count as employment. Oh, that's true. I had a lot of exposure from the age of eight up till um, up till I was twenty. But you know, that's actually illegal. We can't go into that. But it was, uh, yeah. I, was, I started. I created Lacey Rain when I was in university, and I was. What's what's my age minus seven? <laughs> I was twenty one. <laughs> we're twenty one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We're gay. Numbers aren't good for us. Oh, I plan on like flipping them around next year. <laughs> oh no no not next year the year after. <laughs> I'm gonna be three. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So what is something you are proud of? Um. I feel like I'm going to be this 
sad person that like is reliving their glory days, but I'm most proud, I think, of the musical I wrote a couple of years ago, uh, Nashville Nativity, um, <laughs> which I haven't talked since. Um, so that was for so Christmas. So what was the plot of National Nativity? National Nativity was the Mary and Jesus, the Mary and Joseph story of going to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus, but it was rewritten as a comedy uh, set in kind of Southern America. Um, with rednecks and the Westboro Baptist Church and um, I don't know, lots of uh, characters and like King Herod and the, the his henchmen were like pro-life and all this stuff, or, but not, uh, yeah, and so I wrote like 14 original songs for it and we had a cast of Glasgow Drag Queens and I thought it was great um, and I wish I was business savvy enough to have made more of it. <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. So, what role did you play in this? I assume you starred in it yourself. Yeah. I, I, gave, I was the Virgin Mary, um, because... And are you a virgin? Uh, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, both those ships sailed a while ago, both uh, my virginity and my Catholicism. Um, but, no, actually, that's not true. I'm still very much a Catholic, but... Uh, I thought you were going to say very much a virgin there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a long lockdown. I I think there's a reset period at some point. Um, Let's see there. Yeah, I I gave myself the main role. I normally do in these things, but I also don't write my plays with main characters. I always tend to write them like ensemble because I think, it's, I, I don't know, That's the. I, I, I much prefer watching Unstoppable Casts in anything, and I think it's so much better, and it's, it's, it's so much kinder as well, to, it would be a bit shit to be like, hey, come and be in my play in which you set me up for all my jokes, like, you know, you've got to share this limelight, and I think actually for the most part, I kind of played the straight man against most of everyone else in that, in that particular production, which was fun. Are you saying you're not a... You're not a straight? Um, yes, and... <laughs> um, I'm like, football! <laughs> what was the... uh, yes, and pregnancy scares. Yes, and... Abortion laws. Yay. Abortion laws, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a straight man, how do you feel about women's bodies and whether they should have control over them or not? Um, I don't. I actually would go a step further and think they shouldn't even have bodies. Full stop. I think that they should purely exist in a high in the hypothetical. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, if anyone was you know listening into this casual conversation we're having at a cafe, I'm not sure what their opinion of you would be. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the Glasgow School of Burlesque throws me out. <laughs> oh, what's the Glasgow School of Burlesque? The Glasgow School of Burlesque is primarily um, female-based. <laughs> no, I, that, that was a joke, by the way, just in case anyone is kind of as um, autistic as I am and didn't realise. But uh, the it's a school run by Agatha Frisky, who is an incredible performer. And I've been going there for two years, I think. I don't know if this year counts. Maybe does this year count as like a third year? I don't know. But um, 
So, aha, and they have basically I credit the school and Frisky with improving my performances tenfold since I started going. Um, they're really great, really amazing community of people that are so nice and like compassionate and healthy and like supportive and which is not something I ever thought I'd find in the classical scene. <laughs> but, wow, um, I can't wait for you to, you know, turn them into purely hypothetical Instagram photos. <laughs> These strong, independent women. These strong, independent at signs in my friends <laughs> list. <yeah. laughs> what I, is something you are known for? I think, well, what people always tend to say to me after I perform, no matter what it is that I do, so many people go, oh my god, go you're fucking too Sorry? Go home. <laughs> yeah, you can't stay here. Um, um, uh, there's an after party in Paula. Uh, the, well, most people just say, oh my god, you're insane, you're terrifying, I don't know what goes into your mind, or I'd love to be in your mind for one day, that sort of thing. Um, which, and, and sometimes like, which is, you know, I always think it's funny because, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I just throw my whole full ADHD onto the stage with me each time I perform. Uh, so obviously there's like a lot of manic energy. <laughs> um, and... Well, I'm not getting that from you whatsoever right now. <laughs> Oh, oh god, I should I should do podcasts, but I've had more sleep. This is insane. Okay. Um, What's a podcast? Oh, just, I don't know. I, I normally... I, you're absolutely right. I don't normally... Um, anyway, what, what was I talking about? Um, <laughs> no, and... Yeah, so that's the thing. So some, some hosts... Uh, some hosts really don't get it. Like, some hosts will be like... And, and, and it's been good, like, the office, it's not like I've done a bad performance, but they'll just go, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, and I'm like the best thing in your lineup, you bitch. <laughs> but um, I think I think the fact that I take um, inspiration from non-standard drag places um, can throw people at times. Um, and how often and think, do you throw people? And how far? <laughs> um... Well, it depends on how hypothetical they are. Women go for miles, um, but... Um, they almost trend, you would say. No, I haven't thrown anyone in a while, except myself, off occasionally, and this whole um, lovely exchange across the counter. <laughs> so, that was something people know you for. What yeah. was something you wish people knew about you? Huh, I don't know. Um, I think I'm fairly forthcoming with everything that I... So you don't come do. first, you don't come second, you don't come third, but you are forthcoming. <laughs> I am forthcoming. It's a long slog. Um, the other person's having a great time, but they're very tired afterwards. Um, There's like a couple ad breaks in between, like a YouTube <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I, before it happens, like a little box pops up and goes, are you still coming? Um, and then you have to click yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I think um, huh I don't know because someone once asked me like if I have insecurities as well and I've struggled to answer that because I think of your insecurities 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, how do you start? Like, it was arc. It was just they come in two by two. But uh, it's kind of, I don't know. I think I've kind of found a lot of like uh, peace with myself. Um, I think it took like a good couple of years to get over the kind of Catholic guilt and kind of. I kind of had high-strung tendencies, and then once that kind of left, I was like, "Oh, I can just—I I don't know—I don't know." I, 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 okay. I wish people knew how great I was. There we are. <laughs> I wish people on a wider platform realized that what I know in my head that must be true. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and with that, I think we finished our game of Expresso Yourself. Now Yay. you stand right there. I'm just gonna back away really slowly, okay? Oh, oh okay, okay. Don't, don't back away too far. I get jumpy. Hi again. So Hi. I did back up fully into the kitchen and then the alley behind it and then my manager told me I did have to continue to serve. Um, oh right. so your box um your box is currently being filled with napkins. Um Right, okay. The box I, I, I'm just, I'm, Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, no 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 I know I know I know thanks. I'm just I'm just like I'm just like mentally wondering whether I should have just like got a packet of Kleenex instead. But, um, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm, if you've already started. Got some Kleenex thrown in there as well. Like we won't. No, no. no uh, well, no. That would just be putting a hat on a hat. But um, and you know, I think that's distasteful. And you should always take one thing off before you leave the house. Um, but you know what is very tasty. You know what is very tasty. Our daily blend coffee. We do a new oh. one every single day, and um, it changes depending on, you know, purely coincidence, maybe planning and some mm, astral premonition of who's coming into the cafe at each point. But... Well, that sounds exciting. I mean, I don't blend daily. I normally do it, you know, once or twice a week, sometimes on a Friday if I get booked. But yeah, sure. What, what, what's today's what's today special? So today's daily blend is a cup of how do you go about generating creative performances from inspiration to the final product it's a bit wordy but it does wow. fill your mouth that is a mouthful i better empty my mouth now um and the thing that's going to come out of my mouth is going to be a kind of like i guess i draw inspiration from a lot of places sometimes <clears throat> there'll be something in kind of culture that is intrinsically camp and must be parodied um, and if it's something that has a costume challenge to it then I will probably lean more towards that um, I think I always kind of in my head say a performance should have a surprise every minute at least or, or no a, a, that's not true a performance should have three major surprises in it um, if that's burlesque, it kind of like 
does itself. But I think uh, otherwise, if, if it's in drag, you need. I always try and have some sort of interesting prop or something cool that the costume does, or if it's a soundbite um, or some like song that comes left of field. Um, but yeah, so whenever I choose, I think I'm trying to think. So sometimes I'll choose like a character. So I've got like a performance as Pepe Le Pew, or I've got one as Lady Penelope from Thunderbirds, or as Bruce Bogtrotter, or Hormone Monstrous. Like there's a lot that comes in the kind of field of cosplay. And then other ones that I think when I went, because I studied theatre, and something that I was always aware of was like kind of signs and making interesting things happen on stage and how to represent things in minimal ways so it's like oh you can, you can represent the ocean by just like uh, waving a blue, a blue fabric it's like oh maybe you can just wave your arm or maybe you can just do whatever um, maybe you can just the... wave at someone you know yeah and they'll be like take it oh, down to its bare essentials you it's know? <laughs> the waves yeah where's Katrina um, and <laughs> as in Katrina and the waves not Hurricane Katrina yeah. but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm very glad but, you clarified that. There. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should. I. Uh, <laughs> why do they always name like hurricanes after like females? Oh no, they don't. Do they? Do they have har- hurricanes after males? No. Um, I believe it's just like standard names and stuff. But um, ah. don't. Oh, I, I honestly... baby names for tropical storms. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, huh, and. Another thing that I kind of realized very quickly into doing drag is that literally every single thing on the planet has drama. Like everything has, uh, every inanimate object, every person, every animal has a narrative and has a drama. If if it's a stapler, the staple has to get the pages pushed together. It can run out of staples. And if you wanted to, you could do a whole routine about that and about like, I don't know, um, filling yourself back up. I don't know, there's plenty of like ways you could take that. Um, so I just kind of look at things that I think I haven't seen before, I haven't seen people do, which is, it was a lot easier when I started drag because the drag world was, it was growing big, but it wasn't quite at the mass stage that it's at now. Um, so I kind of had to accept, you know what, probably things will be done uh, before by someone else, but if I've not seen it, I'll still go for it. I see, um, okay. So. Yeah. You were talking about some of the places you can draw inspiration from. What would you say is the strangest place that you have drawn inspiration for a performance? Like, I think all my performances nowadays are very kind of palatable by my old standards. Uh, Like, even, like, I've got one called Snot Girl that's about bogeys and tissues. I think that makes a lot more sense, even, because I was thinking... I used to think one that was very weird was, like, a Girl Scout got high off her cookies and then experienced the history of cookies through the medium of cartoons was like I think that was literally the name of the of the track I also did a singular cell organism once and another time I was a lemsip um one that I think is very odd is when I did a performance called Diabetes the Musical um, <laughs> which when, <laughs> which I played like an old kind of has has been musical writer that was coming in to pitch the idea for Diabetes the Musical. Um, so I'd written some songs for it and I was like jumping back and forth playing all the characters in this like shitty thing. But it was like, 
11 minutes long. It was like very long um, for it something that really was... become just a pitch meeting for a musical. Oh no, yeah, happens. it was like it was like the people came up and they were like, "Are you, are you doing this <laughs> musical?" And I was like, "No," and I was like, "I was like, I, I know this was this was quite a lot for just the the punchline of diabetes, the musical." Like, <laughs> um, how much did you write? of Divey's the musical for this I'm one sure. performance. I'm trying to think. I think there's three songs for... I, it's been a while since... I, a long time since I've done it. I can remember at least three songs. I think there might have been a fourth. I think I might have written four songs. Um, <laughs> nonsense. That's so much. That is just so much effort for one singular performance as well. Yeah. So does that affect the way that you view other performers or other performances? Do you... Do you get um, engaged um, by, like, how much concept goes into other people's performances? I mean, it seems I like yours have a lot of layers. Yeah, uh, like... Uh, yeah, the thing, I, I, if, there's an, if, if I see another performer that's doing something similar to what I'm doing, I absolutely adore it, I love it, because obviously that's kind of my favourite type, because that's why I do it. Um, and I think, I think initially, I think when I started drag, I was maybe a wee bit kind of internally snooty. I never admitted it to anyone. I would tell everyone they were great, but I think internally I was a bit like, mm, maybe the, like, where's the concept? <laughs> um, and, uh, but I think, you know, as time's gone by, um, and I've like entered into other avenues, like I've been going to dance classes and I've been like sewing and doing all the stuff that I've been doing, I'm like, okay, there's a hundred percent value. And I, I knew that anyway, I knew that anyway. Um, I think it's, I'm, I think nowadays I'm drawn more to a stage presence than I am anything else. Someone that can command a stage really well with good emotion. Um, I think that overcomes concept. I think that overcomes danceability. I think that overcomes anything. I think that's the key thing that you need. Or the have. ability to sell it. That's what you're more Yeah, drawn. exactly. Definitely. I think... Um, Would you say that's a strength of yours, being able to, you know, sell... sell I think this so. I think... Story-like, basically. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to someone recently, um, and... What's that like? This is my own... So <laughs> my only social interaction I get is at work. What was it like? Well, what did they smell like? <laughs> I need oh. any details. Well, um, I don't know, because we were both wearing coverings, obviously, and uh, not in each other's homes, it was across the messenger. But in any case, um, yeah, and something I've realised I don't tend to ever really do is kind of break the fourth wall. So I will, I'll, like, obviously I'll interact with the audience and I'll do X, Y, Z, but I always, like, commit to the character that I'm doing 100%. There's never any kind of, like wink or like nudge nudge or like stupid face of me not taking it seriously so even when I'm doing something completely ridiculous like I'm being like an insect or I'm being snot and bogeys like you know I, it's stupid and it, but I I, <clears throat> I make sure that I'm being that like embodying that thing as much as I can and like acting it out because I think, I don't know, it's just the type of performer that I am, at least. And I think that helps. Yeah, it's not like you're necessarily taking every character as serious as possible, but it's 
I'll, it's not really a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, look how ridiculous yeah. sort of thing. It's yeah. sort of embracing what you're doing. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. And because there's a, there's, I see a kind of like, and I think it's just, I, maybe I didn't always do this, but I, you know, I see it, whenever I see a trend, I kind of like instinctively curve away from it, I guess. Um, so when I see like Glasgow Drag Queens doing the kind of like, meme faces and the kind of aye aye and like pointing at their pals and like being like oh i'm a like oh look at me i'm doing a kind of stupid performance or whatever which is great and it's funny and it's perfect um <clears throat> but I, I, it's, it's something that i uh i don't do um mm-hmm. and i think that is as well why people kind of um do think i'm a bit nuts because they're when i'm on stage it is very persona um it's very much like I'm playing a role, I'm doing what I'm doing, and there's not, there's, I don't know, maybe a kind of, not always a layer of, like, humanity, the way that some other queens have about them when they're on stage, like, they're like, oh, I'm just up here, and it's me, your pal, that's, yeah. In fairness, you are an inanimate object 90% of the time (laughs) during performances, so that does explain a lack of humanity in that regard. Yeah, I think that's fair, and it's okay, I don't want to be human anyway. You see what they did? You see what they did to my face? (laughs) Um, I don't know who I was being there, but um, yeah, (laughs) probably an old tree. Um, But yeah. I was just gonna say, just that, um, uh, sum up what's inside that coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just before you finish off the last couple um, swigs of that, um, what would you say is important to know when you, if someone was to start trying to push boundaries and do more creative performances, what would you you say would be the best way to go about taking? Um, having like a really good inspiration but not knowing where to go with it. Yeah. Where I how think, would you say the best way to complete I that? Think, I think for years I definitely I I think I looked at everything that made up a drag performance and like deconstructed it and I probably deconstructed excuse me, too much, uh, to the point where I was uh, making these like 14 minute, 20 minute numbers of like spoken word mixed with a million things. And I think that while I thought that was fun and I think some people were along for, were enjoying it and stuff, I think it, I think it does alienate a lot of people. So I think whenever I do slots now, my numbers nowadays are a lot more palatable. So I, and and I don't feel like I've lost anything in doing that and like cutting it down and making them more kind of streamlined. so I think you find inspiration. If you've got your inspiration, yeah, I think I think it comes back to what I said earlier about finding the drama in whatever it is you've done. If you want to, if you're like, oh, it would be really cool. Like I've got this fabric and I want to dress up like I'm a pair of curtains or something. Be like, well, curtains get opened. Curtains like um, have to be sewn. The uh, oh, I don't know. Curtains are maybe a bad decision, <laughs> but you know, I, I think just look at the narrative of the object or the crazy thing that you're doing. Even if you're not doing a thing, you're being like a concept or like something that's not physical in this world. Um, I think pinpoint it. Make sure it's fun and make sure you're not overwhelming 
the audience with a kind of niche backstory that doesn't have a payoff. You can go, like, if you want to go niche and go, like, heavy in the narrative, you just need to make sure that there's enough of a payoff to justify how kind of out there you've gone. And a payoff can be, like, a great song that resonates, that uh, subverts itself or a prop or a trick or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just before we finish off, do you have any final thoughts about um, how to go about generating creative performances? Just before, um, we, just before you finish that I, last second up there? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I'm just like rimming the rim with my rimming finger right now. Um, rimming I the rim with your ring finger? <laughs> no, my rimming finger. No, I'll oh, never I get see. married. I'm Partly sick. because I'm a, I'm allergic to metal. I'm actually allergic to coffee as well. But you know, nonetheless, uh, I think I would don't look for inspiration on your Instagram. Um, I think what you'll always get there is dead ends and frustration, and you'll just end up copying people and being stuck in a kind of pool of someone else's creativity. I think look to other things. I like nature documentaries. I really like the insect episodes. They're so good. Uh, and do what, I don't know, just like, I think sometimes I would, back when I was like creating Mother Chakra and creating like new performances every week, I'd literally just everywhere I was walking, I was just looking at things like, what could be a number? What could be a number? What could, and, I'd be, and then I'd literally be like, oh, batteries, I'm going to be a battery. Okay, what, okay, what else could be a number? What else could be a number? I'm like, oh, that then, you know, it, it all does, um, and, 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 and draw from different places as well. I think, uh, I, I, th- I think, um, something that I've done is, uh, I've definitely, because I think when I started, I was very like, I want to be cutesy and kawaii, and I've definitely made my brand, uh, more, um, diverse than that, which is probably like a bad thing from a marketing perspective, to be quite honest, but I don't know, it makes me happier to have like a wide range of like looks and things that I can do. Um, and I think as a result, it's improved me as a performer. So yeah, don't be, yeah, don't be afraid to go off brand. It will always surprise an audience. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, you did mention you were allergic to coffee, so I am going to run and get you an EpiPen, because there is some oh. swelling going on right now, and I just thought that was your face. Oh, now I feel stupid. oh, yeah, it does this sometimes, but yeah, um, just, yeah, if you just get that ASAP, it'll, like, stop the dying, um, quite quickly, that'd be great. Hello, thank you for listening to this episode of Cafe Sophie. Thank you for being patient with us during our wee mini break that we had that wasn't planned. But for the next couple of weeks, episodes should be airing as they should Monday to Friday. Thank you so much for staying tuned and listening into this. It means a lot. If you know someone or you yourself would like to be at Cafe Sophie, Please contact us using either the Instagram account, Cafe Sophie, or contact us on Gmail, 
using cafesofe at gmail.com. That's cafesofe at gmail.com. Okay, so I don't have any empty pens in the back, but um, I do have some ballpoint pens and some penicillin. So what I'm thinking is we just, you know, switch the ink cartridge over and, you know, just stab you a bunch. How does that sound? Um, yeah, it sounds fine. It's actually, do you know what? There was like this old woman sitting here with her ventilator, so I've just kind of like borrowed that for now. So I, I think I'll be all right, to be honest. Um, okay, so, yeah. Then. Oh well then, well, how about instead we, you know, play a little game. Got some old coffees lying around, um, and yeah. fun game I sometimes play called, uh, Decaf or Phil Blend. Oh, that sounds, um, good. <laughs> uh, sure, I would love to play whatever this mysterious game is. Do you mind if I just, like, not drink the more? Uh, not really, it's more of a guessing game, to be perfectly okay. honest. So I've got these three old coffees here. Um, for some reason, people leave them in sets of three. I don't know. Maybe for continuity between episodes. <laughs> oh, I think there's probably a Christian undertone, but you know, continue. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this one represents the father. This one represents yeah. the son, <laughs> and this one represents the mistress. <laughs> the what? The, the, the mistress? The mistress. Yes. Oh, I, I don't well know. Known Christian ideologies of mistress. You slightly jumped, and I, I didn't know if you said mistress or mystery, and I was like, oh god, that's an old term, the holy mystery. <laughs> like, Jesus. No, the like holy mystery is on a nightclub down the street. Oh my god, the holy mystery. Uh, last place y'all turn the parish had in the holy mystery. <laughs> that that was that's that's how my grand gave us the sex talk. <laughs> I well yeah, I was married to virgin. Don't let a man lay his hands on you. It's the holy mystery. Um, <laughs> that was it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about your nan. Um, yes. So I've got these three coffees here. Mm -hmm. Two of them are full blend coffee, and one of them. Could be... What I'm going to do is, I'm going to tell you a fact and you mentioned that you had done burlesque before i'm gonna tell you three facts about burlesque just you know off the dome not written down whatsoever purely from memory um and you're gonna tell me which one is false or ecap does that make sense yes all that doesn't make sense is how little of this i'm going to get right but okay okay so the first fact of today is the word burlesque originally meant to joke or ridicule. Uh, that is true. That was because when burlesque's kind of origins, it was like a skit or a small play or a dance or something that was put on before the main show that will... Um, and they'd be various things. Sometimes they'd be like lip syncs, or they would be um, a kind of. Sometimes they'd be parodies of the show that was about to come on, or they would be, um, yeah, just kind of di various different things. I think burlesque was a kind of term that was 
used to kind of encapsulate everything that we now know as kind of like cabaret and stuff. Um, and you know, you're certain event. that one's true. So, so yes, that's. I would say that. that I'd say that's true. Yes. I see. Okay. So fact number two: burlesque became associated with stripping or the striptease in the 1920s after a performer accidentally removed part of their outfit. Hmm, that sounds right. And that is the kind of, that's entering into like the golden era, but I think we might have been a bit more on our way Ah, I knew this. When does striptease again? Um, oh, don't Google it on your phone. Don't, no, I, I wasn't going to. Your phone I wasn't right going now. to. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was before that. I think we had exotic dance in the eighteen hundreds. Okay. Okay, I'll hold off. I'll hold off on that one. Um, okay. So this. So this isn't when people started taking off their clothes. This is when burlesque became associated. Became associated with striptease. Okay. Does that can I hear sense? the third? Yeah. Can I hear the third fact, and then I'll circle back. Of course. So, the third fact is when burlesque was in its heyday, it was once bigger than Broadway. Um. That's difficult to decipher because Broadway's one location and burlesque is global. Um, so I this is more to talking about strictly in New York. In New in York, York Broadway burlesque. So, so this is burlesque hmm. heyday was at one point bigger than Broadway at the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So obviously like you can't compare it to like Broadway nowadays because Broadway yeah, is so Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I guess back back then there are bigger names in burlesque that were burlesque name burlesque stars were more likely to become household names back then than they are now. But I, oh, I feel like Are you like talking about we're... everyone knows who Lucy Ran is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum's like, oh this a cherry out of ten cats. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh. Uh, I think that that. Let me think. 1920s. What musicals were about then? Well, it, 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 it's just Haiti. It was in its Haiti. It's Haiti. It's Haiti, which is golden era, which is 20s to 60s. Uh, if I've got my terminology right, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, I am going to say that the, the second fact was about... See, I think, okay, I think the third one is... Oh no, see, I think, I feel okay, like... Okay, I'll run through them one more time. Yeah. So the first fact was... <laughs> The word burlesque originally meant joke or ridicule. Yes, that's the fact. The second one, burlesque K 
became associated with stripping or the striptease in the 1920s after a performer accidentally removed part of an outfit during a performance. And finally, the third one, burlesque in its heyday, was bigger than Broadway. So you're certain on the first I one? I think, I think... I think the middle one is decaf, it's the lie, because I think that striptease was, there was things like the can-can, and there was like, that was definitely, um, you know, invoking of, I feel like striptease was, ugh, it's hard to know, it's hard to know. Um, I, okay, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, okay, the first one's true, right? The first one is true. Do you know, um, yeah. what the original word for burlesque was? Ooh, there's a good one. Um, oh, it's no, Italian, tell me. if that helps. Italian, is it Aguilera? <laughs> 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 uh, it comes from the Italian uh, word burlesco. Burlesco. Ah, that's interesting. Okay. You're thinking when burlesque became associated with stripping is the decaf one, and burlesque in its yeah. heyday being bigger than Broadway is no blend, the true one. Oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, okay, do you know what? Um, Oh, for less get it heyday bigger than Broadway. Do so, what? Yeah, I don't think the musical was maybe quite. Oh, it was also like golden age though, wasn't it? Of, of like musicals and stuff. That was like like an era of the nineteen fifties is like singing in the rain and all that. That can't have been. I can God. see an aneurysm forming in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. I'm going to say... I don't think Burlesque was bigger than Broadway, but I also think that... Right, okay, the middle one is... It sounds like a an urban myth, but I'm going to say the middle one is full blend, it's true, and that it started in the 1920s, the striptease. Um, because I can't think of examples of striptease that predate jazz, even though I can think of exotic dance that predates it. Right. Okay. Okay, so you're switching. Yes, switching. Are you sure you want to switch? I'm uh, a horrible person, I I'm mean, sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm dished, so I probably shouldn't, but okay, yes. <laughs> okay, so I can confirm that Burlesque did not become associated with stripping or striptease in the 1920s. Oh, I know it is cool blend. Bloody knew it. So, sources tend to differ and argue with it. However, the first recorded, as in, like, not on video chat or cameo, as in, like, (laughs) recorded somewhere. The book. Um was in 1904 
So Thank about you. four. Jesus. So um, where a performer removed her garter in the middle of her performance so she could breathe properly. Oh my god! Wait, the, her garter. That's what. That's why I was. I was. I was choking her to death. I mean, who? That's the most men's fantasy. But anyway. Um, and another one is from 1970, where um, a performer was walking off stage and removing part of her costume just before exiting the stage. 1917. So, oh, that sort of okay. when burlesque became associated with swing and the strip. Wow. God. The more that you say, the less I know. <laughs> I was listening to you. <laughs> and then, yes, burlesque in its heyday was bigger than Broadway at the time. Um, it's because a lot of, um, like you said, in the heyday, it was after the 1920s. Um, essentially, there was a lot of orchestras and thousands of people working, not just on stage, but behind the scenes as well. Mm. At burlesque shows. So it was actually more popular than Broadway. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but it doesn't seem likely, does it? <laughs> no. I think it's just because burlesque has become sort of synonymous with underground as well now. Yeah, it definitely exists in place in non-mainstream spaces now, for death, for sure. Like Woucher. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, okay. um, I'm gonna go and see about the box you ordered, um, a while ago. If you want to, you know, give us a little burlesque performance or a strip tease just to the rest of the cafe, feel free to do so. Yeah, I'll just, like, I'll start by just slowly teasing this respirator off of my mouth, and then, you know, maybe I'll whip out the colonoscopy bag, and so we'll just see what happens. You'll have to stay tuned and find out. Exactly. And maybe you could hurry up. Maybe, I, maybe on the side of that, could I also order a strip tea, please? A strip tea, ah, that's where yeah. we just uh, open up a tea bag and throw it into some water. Yeah, absolutely. Just or or just some like white spirit, just you know, strip it right back to its, you know, uh, bare essentials. Sure, I'll get that up for you in just a moment. Thanks so much. Okay, so there's a small problem with your strip tea. We don't have any white spirit, I do have an large bottle of WD-40. Well, I mean, most of my joints are out of joint and I haven't smoked in at least a week, so sure, why not? Grease me up. Yeah, we'll prepare that for you while um, you deal with your squeaky joints. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looser than my nan's kitchen floorboards nowadays, so, you know. 
I could use a nice coat of WD-40. Thank you. Good Remember advice. when we started Good. conversing and you tried to claim you were a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> Give a little flashback there. <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? I'm changing the narrative. I'm, I'm reclaiming... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. reclaiming your white spirit. I, I'm editing. I'm editing myself within your edit. I see. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. I, so I'm, I am Coco Chaneling. So um, while we're just waiting to get all that sorted for you, um, do you want to play one last game? I mean, not particularly. I don't really know you, and I'm finding you a bit patronising and irritating, but I mean, I'm kind of relying on this old woman's defibrillator, respirator, um, vibrator to keep me alive right now, so sure, what else am I going to do? Wow, I love your enthusiasm right now. It's truly inspiring. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... I'm not, not going to take you from that. Uh, yeah, sure, go for it. Still spit in my WD. Yeah, because that will ruin the drink. My spit. Yeah, and I would hate to have to speak to the manager because, frankly, one conversation is too much for me today. And I've only shaved half of my head, so I don't think it would work fully. Mm, I get that. So our next game is called In 20 Words or Less. Um, essentially, I'm going to pose you a question and we'll talk about your answer and then you'll sum up your opinion in words or less. Um, we call it Venti because obviously we're okay. a copy shop. You know, we just couldn't figure out how to put the word burlesco in it. <laughs> we need minimal Italian. Right, I see. So the question for today is, how would you construct the worst bio for a dating app? Ooh, okay. Um, I think this is. I think you gotta go with all your classic red flags, which okay. is what are some just red a flags nice, you've seen. The nice, uh, big red flag is just a nice normal guy. It's <laughs> like what the hell is... does that mean? Um, just a nice normal guy looking for someone genuine because that. That's not someone who knows themselves. That's not. It's also someone that's not interesting. Um, it's also someone that doesn't know how to speak to people. So yeah. I think that's not normal. Mm -hmm. um, like I feel like a bio is meant to tell you a lot about the person in like a very short amount of time. And yeah, I think you can even you can even do it with like a one line joke because I can't remember. I, do, I oh God, I'm trying to remember what if I had one when I had tender, um, <laughs> I can't remember. a good one-line joke you'd put on Tinder? I can't remember. I think it was something like, it was probably like a Catholic joke about like inbreeding, which I thought was like, lets people know I'm like Irish Catholic, I've also got a dark sense of humor, and you know, and I'm like, and, and that and it was also like- And how many dates did you get from that? Um, none with people I wasn't already related to. Um, do you know what so it was really so, funny? The you know, middle success. Yeah, the very, I was very like, I, I don't know, I never got on into online dating until uh, maybe a year or two ago. 
uh, and, I, and I was like toying with it. I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I got Tinder. The very, very first profile that came up was a guy, was a photo of myself. I'm not even fucking joking. The guy was at a, like a meet and greet at a drag show. And it's Tim standing next to me in full drag. I was like, oh, what does this say? What does this say? <laughs> like, I need to go and work on myself clearly before I delve into this. <laughs> okay, so this man, you do um, need to tell right, me okay, right now. Right. Tell me right now, did you swipe left or right on this man? I think I swiped right on everyone in the first day because I really fully understand <laughs> what I was doing. Um, and then I got to like, you get like a max amount or something. I'm like, oh, you, you think I'm a bot. All right. And then I was, I don't think I understood fully, but yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I, see. I don't know if I would have swiped. I don't know if I would have swiped right on him uh, had I known what swiping right until, until properly. Um, so do but, you yeah. drag okay. pictures so, up when you do dating apps? No, no. Um, I, I think that depends. Like, I'm not on any of them right now because I have a boyfriend. But um, I, on Grinder, I did not have any drag photos. Um, on Tinder, I think I can't remember. I didn't keep Tinder. I had an app called Hinge for a while. And I put photos up in makeup because that, yes, it's the app that is designed to be deleted. Um, <laughs> which, what, uh, what is Hinge? So I, I, is it just like pictures of people filing cabinets? Yeah, it's for finding people that require a hinge because most of them are unhinged. Um, <laughs> but I, I know, it's like, it, it breaks it down and it gives you like proper question prompt answer and you have to actively something that prompts you to continue conversations I can only have like a max of like matches a day or something so it does kind of like help encourage actual like communication and dating anyway um so I put I, I don't know I put like a boy look photo on it um because I'm like well some days I might want to look like a plum so <laughs> So this is what you're getting into. Um, but yeah, okay. Back to back to red flags and dating profiles. Uh, someone that doesn't want any. Okay, so just a nice normal guy, sick of the drama. Oh, that's a good one. There, good one. Sick of the drama. Sick of the drama. Um, uh, not into. And then you can literally write anything after those two mm -hmm. words not into and it becomes all and it becomes a a disaster um not into gardeners sorry girls <laughs> not into anyone taller than three foot four sorry girls uh, <laughs> not into older not into younger not into um <laughs> So why do you think so girls. many people actually put these things in of saying they're not into this specific thing? Because I've never I understood it. it. Makes, I think it makes them feel good about themselves because I mean they're they get to pretend that they're some sort of step above something where they can have these standards. Hmm. Um, I 
think I, th I, th I think on like a, a kind of psychological level I don't think they all think that necessarily or are aware that that's why they're doing it um, I also think that some people are just so uh, unable to communicate or have bad interpersonal communication skills that they don't realise how horrifically awkward and off-putting that is um, so yeah okay let's see those are the two main red flags. Okay. What about Those like are pictures? Are there any red flags in pictures, pictures that you avoid? I think uh, the the Snapchat glasses with the leaves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a red flag. I have physical reaction to that. <laughs> and I'm imagining is the dog face one as well. Oh. That one too. That one is pretty bad but the the leaves one and there was another one like the angel one that makes you oh. look like a baby or something i can't remember I think, I think you should not have a filtered photo like a filter like a one of these face altering filter yeah. photos um like by all the means actual... like filter on the photo Oh, no. absolutely! Like, that, absolutely, just reduce redness. You know, enlarge uh, on a PC. Um, take out every, no. you know, give yourself no, a, a digital purchase, skin draft. Um, yeah, purchase Photoshop. I'm um, spend ten yeah. twelve hours editing it so you look like a model. That is fine. That's fine. But I think, but if you do something that's gonna, yeah, warp your face to the point. Well, like the thing is as well, it's 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 not it's not hiding it either. So it's like. You're not actually like no one's interested in that. No, no, no one's gonna like look at that. Do it to like feel quirky. Like, oh look, I'm a quirky person. I put this cute filter on. Whenever I, I see well, it on anything, I'm just like, why? Why? I don't know. I think because look at when you do those filters on yourself, you look amazing, and you're like, oh my god, imagine my jaw was like you know completely structured imagine i had these big thick cheeks and I had huge eyes it's like oh i look so good like that oh i look so i do look so good like this and then they're like oh this is a photo that i look good in but it's like you you can't if you can't separate yourself from that i think a lot of people do struggle to separate themselves which is why you see so many ridiculous photoshop fails online um but yeah the snapchat filters or the instagram filters the face filtering ones are un unforgivable um, I think it's also childish as well. Um, yeah, I don't want <laughs> not, to, not to shit on anyone's party, <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There is someone sitting about a foot, like three feet away from us, building a dating app right now, and they hundred percent have um, the Instagram and Snapchat filters on. And oh. <laughs> Look yeah, at them, they're, look at them. Let's shame them. Let's shame them so yeah. much. Co coffee for one, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this. I've never been a mean girl before. Sorry? I've never been a mean girl before. I love this. I know. It feels good to point at someone else, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's great at pointing um, out other people's yeah. flaws. I love this. <laughs> I should do it more often. I know. Yeah, not interested, F. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. What else is a bad... Uh, what else? What else we got? I think... I think that's the main one. 
So let's work on um, summarizing everything in 20 words less. 20 words less. Okay. Gen genuine guy, no drama, please. Not into girls that exist uh, with the hypothetical. <laughs> okay, you got six words left. Oh, um, just want a wee wife baby winky face. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay, I think the winky face takes you over, but I'll allow it. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. Okay. God. Well, oh, and would you look at that? Your <laughs> box that is ready, a... and so is your drink. Oh, that mm, nice and hot and um, burnt to the cup. Wow. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I keep, I keep, it's quite hard to pick up, actually. I know. Yeah, um, so if, you know, people were listening into our conversation right now, for example, the guy we've publicly shamed in a, a well-established cafe for trying to find love, um, where would they be able mm. to find you, you know, on social media or maybe just in person? In person? Well... I don't know about all that data sharing malarkey. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason they're not giving us the the, the 5G G5s. Uh, um, they can find me on my YouTube channel, which is Lacey Rain, uh, or youtube.com forward slash Lacey Rain, L-A-C-Y-R-A-I-N. I'm pretty certain, where you can search it, and then you might have to double check that you're not looking up the exotic dancer um and on um, at lacy.rain on facebook forward slash miss lacy rain and on twitter at rain of lacy it's so good having a nice universal <laughs> uh username <laughs> that's you know if you wanted to add me on anything um you could find me on Instagram at Sophie underscore Queen. That's S O O F A E underscore Queen. Um, I always spell it out for people because I just hate it when people spell my name wrong, like especially in coffee shops. Mm. It's, you know, really annoying. So, Lucy, um, lovely speaking to you. Um, feel free to I exit actually... the building at any point if you want to stick around and shame that man. Feel free to do so. Yeah. I mean, I might go tell him. My name's actually Lackey, you know, like the lactating decaffed cow that I am. But um, sure, sure, that's that's good. I'm gonna go um, actually sit in the corner and make an account and catfish him for a wee while. Um, mm. I think that might be. That sounds next. like fun. That sounds like fun. I might yeah. join you actually. I'm gonna have my break soon. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be good. M maybe just yeah. sit sit slightly further away. I I don't tend to mix with kind of minimum wage stuff. It's just just for optics, like it's nothing personal. It's just optics. But yeah. Mm. I see. Okay. Well. Bye then. <laughs>